ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined by a man who's going to war this weekend. It's Captain Tibbs. And to prepare for that war, Sills, I've been eating nothing but meat for the past six weeks. What? You, t- you need carbohydrates, Tibbs. You can't just, like... You can't just be just me. You need some taters on the side, like something to get your body going. Nah, I'm good. Well, all right. As I said, this weekend, it is crossing the line. One of the biggest, if not the biggest, pay-per-view JWF has ever seen. Our developmental territory, JXT, has declared war on the JWF. So we are going to have champion versus champion matches. We are going to see Guy Fieri, our champion, go against the champion of JXT, uh, the man known as Chuck Gibbons. In addition, we are going to have an epic four-on-four elimination match and also a match that you agreed to, but I will say uh, under some uh, scrupulous circumstances last week as you make your return to the ring after one year out to face Scotty Moore. And let's not forget if Scotty Moore wins, he gets control of the company for the rest of 2020. And a good thing that that's not going to happen, Sills, and I'm not going to let it because I'm not going to let the sick bastard who broke Funky Floss's arm get away without some type of repercussions. That's right, and you can hear the music of Scotty Moore playing right now as he walks out to the ring because we are beginning this week's episode with the contract signing between you two for that match. So you know what? Why don't the three of us head to that ring so that way we can get things done? (sighs) Gentlemen, I'd uh, like to thank both of you for joining me for this contract signing for your nautical rules match this Sunday at Crossing the Line. Now, of course... As I stated on commentary, the stipulation on the line being if Scotty Moore wins this match, he walks away with control over the JWF for the remainder of 2020. (laughs) Because how much worse can 2020 get? Am I right? Am I right? This guy gets it. (laughs) What's so funny, boy? Oh, look, I'm I'm sorry. I wasn't laughing at your joke because it wasn't funny. I was laughing at just... Look, I, I see the contract. I see this big fancy table you pulled out, and I'm thinking about, I, I'm thinking about booking because, of course, I'm going to be booking the show for the rest of 2020. And I'm thinking what everybody at home thinks is going to happen. I'm thinking about how Captain Tibbs would book this segment. Uh, uh, let me guess. What, what would you do? Would you? Flip the table. Oh, no, no, no. You'd hit me with a spine buster to prove that back of yours is in good shape. You'd want to end it with chaos and mayhem, right? I don't know that's necessarily how I'd do it. I didn't expect to be called out like this, but you know what? I'm really starting to see myself ending it like that right about now. And, and, and you know something, Tibbs? I understand it. I, I've thought about it time and time again. Why do these contract signings always break bad like that? Why do they always end up in one party just being so frustrated that they assault the other? I mean, that does not happen in any other contract signing except in the world of professional wrestling. And I realized in this makeshift world of wrestling, that person is afraid to get real. They're afraid to be confronted and speak the truth. But Tibbs, how about this? Before we get this contract signed, Why don't we do exactly that? Why don't we speak the truth? 
Okay, fine. Whatever. So, why isn't Robert Hill main eventing pay-per-view after pay-per-view? Huh? I mean, I can't, honestly, we're just chatting now. Can you give me any good reason why a dominant, unstoppable beast like Robert Hill isn't your champion? I mean, he's pinned Guy Fieri. He's proved that he has everything. Or what about Houston Longhorn? I mean, I sent you the absolute total package from JXT. He has charisma, talent, the body of a god. And what did you do with him? You made him play second fiddle to your old buddy, Spider Lockhart. In fact, why don't we get down to brass tacks right here, Tips? Why the hell do we not have women on this show? Every damn week, Tips, I call you. I call you and tell you about people like Phoenix Driver, people like Val Curry, people like my wife herself, the JXT women's champion, Emily Ireland. And what did you do? You do... The same thing that you've always done. You pivot. You move away. You, you focus on your top guys, Momoa Curry, Chuck Tibbs. And just when you needed those top guys the most, where are they? Momoa Curry's nowhere to be seen. And your son, well, to put it frankly, he abandoned you. Because even Chuck Tibbs knows that you're nothing but a lying Gaming hey, bastard. would you just shut your mouth? I am so damn tired of you masking all of your narcissistic asshole behaviors with some type of good intentions. Look, I don't know what Chuck's doing. I don't know where he is. He needs to be off on his own. I'm going to give him his time. As for Momoa Curry, he knows when he needs to come and kick ass. And he knows when old Tibbs has it handled. Last year, last year was a threat big enough to warrant Momoa Curry's entrance into something like this. But you, you Scotty Moore, I hate to break it to you, but Momoa Curry doesn't really care about you. <laughs> wait, wait, Momoa Curry does? Oh, that is really funny. I mean, I'm given that I'm the one person that he's never been able and to pin, as for this submit, Sunday, but. You think I don't know how to make any new stars? Well, maybe we should look at some of those quote-unquote stars that you sent up here to get your job done. Houston Longhorn, let's start with him. Lost his first match ever here in JWF. You remember that? So did Sam Adams, if I remember correctly. Papa Bliss, FOMO-san. It was the same story with every single guy that you sent up here until Tibbs started to find the right place for them in the JWF. They couldn't get it done with that green as goose shit attitude that you sent them up here with. So maybe before you look at me like I'm the problem, maybe you try teaching those boys how to actually win a match for once. How about you just grab that pen and sign the contract, old man? <laughs> oh, absolutely, buddy. Oh, I've been waiting to see that crack for weeks. <laughs> Nautical rules match. Scotty Moore versus Captain Tibbs. All right, Captain Tibbs, thank you for signing the contract. Uh, if you could just pass that along to Scotty. Oh, uh, of, of course, uh, just before we get into that, I want to let Tibbs know something. What happens this Sunday, what I have to do to you 
this Sunday, it isn't because of some grudge. Uh, it isn't because of some rivalry. It's not, it's not because your son ripped away my JWF championship. No, this Sunday is just business, Tibbs. You see, I, I'm a lot like you. I am a businessman, and I know what these people want. They want the Jebeduk. They want Falcor. They want the dominant badasses that JXT can produce. I, I mean, you and I both want the same thing, and that's the best product for these people in the audience. The only difference is I know what they want, and you just want to give them Momoa Curry versus Chuck Tibbs in their 50th straight match. Look, these people don't want to see the same thing over and over again. They want real professional wrestling, not sports entertainment. And Tibbs, this Sunday... Just sign the damn contract already. You're wasting my time. Fine. Fine. Just know this Sunday, whether you like it or not, Everything's going to change for the better. And change for the better, they will. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, teleporting back to the commentary booth here is old Silver Spoon. And that was absolutely one hell of a contract signing. And Tips, welcome back. I do have to give you props for not getting physical, but I could definitely tell there are a few moments you wanted to wring those hands around the neck of Scotty Moore. Don't worry, Skip. Don't worry, Sills. I'll get my chance to do that on Sunday. That's right. Nautical rules. One of the most brutal match types in the history of the JWF. But why don't we talk about one of the most brutal matches in JXT history? The eight-man Cananza match. Eight-man enter the ring, and you can't win by pinfall. You can't win by submission. The only way to win the match is by knocking your opponent the hell out. And this Sunday... Four JWF superstars and four JXT superstars are going to step into that ring, beat the living hell out of each other, and the winner becomes the number one contender to the JWF championship. You know what, Sills? It's going to be great. I, I love a match type like this, and I especially love when four of my guys get to beat the absolute ever-loving hell out of four guys that need to be taught a lesson. That is right, but we have actually got one of the JXT superstars who will be in that, involved in that match backstage right now with one of our top interviewers, so why don't we hear from them about this match this Sunday? Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald backstage here with a man that has honestly become synonymous with the JXT brand, a man that has gotten close to championship gold but never quite achieved it and a man that hopes to achieve his dreams this Sunday in an eight-man Cananza match. Shitty Terry. Now, Terry, how do you feel going into this brutalistic style of match? Big Terry got dreams, baby. Big Terry got dreams. And look at when Big Terry steps into that ring this Sunday, seven other superstars will feel Big Terry thunder come down upon him. Ah. Ah. You see, this match, it ain't about war. It ain't about peace. It's about possibly becoming a future JWF champion, and you ain't had to put up with the bull that Shitty Terry has. 
You ain't gotten to the top of the mountain as much as Shitty Terry has. You see, Shitty Terry's learned when you fall down the mountain, some men, some men flop and break against the rocks, but Shitty Terry's learned to elbow drop the very earth itself, send a fault line, break it in half, turn the damn mountain into a volcano, and let the volcano eat the champion himself. Because Shitty Terry's from Bat Country. Everybody knows a bat can fly up that mountain, baby. He ain't gotta climb. Oh, that's right. This Sunday, Shitty Terry ain't gotta climb. This bat's gonna fly all the way to the top of the volcano, baby. Woo! Well, Tibbs, uh, 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 in... Interesting, I will say. Interesting promo there from Shitty Terry ahead of this Cananza. What what do you got to make of this kid? Sills, I've never been struck with this thought before in my life of running a wrestling company, but maybe we should drug test. I... I don't know, because there are many superstars we'd probably lose, but yeah, I think in shitty Terry's case, we probably do need to do one or two drug tests every once in a while. But some athletes that are just absolutely pure and fueled off adrenaline are the individuals in this next match. This Champions Gambit tag team match where our tag or where our champion Guy Fieri teams with our captain's champion Blake Tanner to take on the JXT champion Chuck Gibbons and none other than the BS champion of JXT himself, Falcor the Stoppable. And of course, this is the first time we have ever seen Chuck Gibbons in action here on JWF Wrestling. What do these people have to expect out of Chuck Gibbons? Well, so uh, old school style, down to the mat wrestling. Somebody who knows how to control their opponents just as well as he knows how to suplex their opponents. That is going to be something big against Guy Fieri's also strong style. That is right. And you can see in the ring right now, Guy Fieri starting off against Falcor, the stoppable, the man who I said, the BS champion. Now, Tibbs, I got to think. Guy Fieri has to have a strange mindset right now. He has never faced someone quite like Falcor because I'll be honest, there is no one quite like Falcor in the world of professional wrestling. Well, so Falcor is a literal dragon, so that is pretty easy to parse. Um, also, Falcor has a great high-flying style while also uh, keeping with a very strong base. Falcor is very strong. He can beat him up just as well as he can fly over that's right, but wait a minute, look at this, before things can even get going, before we can see that dragon take flight, Gibbons tagging, tagging himself in, and look at this, Falcor does not look happy, but I think Gibbons just wants to wants to finally get a shot at Guy Fieri ahead of their match this Sunday. Probably a good idea, Sills. In this kind of match, you really want to be getting a feel for who you know your opponent's going to be. Could be a double-edged sword, but it's kind of worth it in my opinion. That's right, you can see Falcor and Gibbons arguing, and it allows Fietti, ooh, to take advantage with that massive clubbing elbow to the back of the head. And look at this, Falcor is smiling at this destruction that Fietti is laying down onto Gibbons, and 
Oh, wait a minute. Look at this. Fietti now dragging Chuck back over to his corner. Tagging in Blake Tanner, who hops on the top turnbuckle and, oh, hits one of those beautiful patented Blake Tanner elbow drops. Haven't seen one of those in a while. Goes for the pin. One, two. Ooh, kick out from Chuck Gibbons. But Tibbs, look in the eyes of Blake Tanner right now. They are not focused on his current opponent. They keep darting up at Falcor, looking over at his opponent for this Sunday at crossing the line. Now, of course, earlier today, we've already seen one contract signing, but earlier today, you oversaw the contract signing for their match, and you told me that Blake has been very hyper-focused on Falcor, focused on this match, more focused than we may have seen him in this entire year. I, I mean, do you have any idea what this could be about? Why Blake has this fire when it comes to the Dragon? Well, Sills, I think that it, uh, it stemmed from Blake Tanner's former position as one of the head developers of JXT, especially uh, knowing and going back through their history of how much Blake Tanner helped to evolve Falcor's style as a wrestler. Falcor, uh, of course, came into wrestling not knowing that much, and Falcor's principal teacher was Blake Tanner. Now they are in this situation where they're having to fight each other. Blake Tanner has a lot to prove as the mentor in this situation. That is right, but unfortunately it looks like Blake's distraction with Falcor just leads to Gibbons, ooh, getting a massive advantage, grabbing Blake by the waist, and ooh, dumping him back with a German suplex, but look at this, holds on for a second. We have seen Chuck Gibbons take some men to suplex town before, going for a third, but ooh, Blake Tanner flipping out of it, but he backs up into a blind tag from Fietti, who's going to go after Gibbons, but look at this, Gibbons going after Falcor, going for a tag really quickly, and the dragon finally tags in, and it looks like we are finally going to see Falcor in action, but wait a minute, wait a minute, blue dragon bomb, blue dragon bomb to Gibbons, Falcor has just turned his back on his own damn tag team partner, and laid out the JXT champion, and look at this, now Falcor is tagging in Gibbons' lifeless body, just serving up Chuck Gibbons to Guy Fieri on a silver platter, what the hell is Falcor thinking? I don't know, Sills, but it looks like JXT isn't as cohesive of a unit as some people would like you to believe. That's right. I mean, recently we have seen a new attitude from Falcor. He used to come out smiling, cheering alongside the audience, but clearly that has changed recently. And I was wor worrying earlier how it would affect the complexion of the match, and we see it right now. But he has no allegiances. JWF, JXT, it does not matter. Falcor just wants to fight. Bring up that dragon energy. And now look at this. Fietti just going into that pinfall. One two oh no the pin actually getting well that pin got broke up by by Blake Tanner what what the hell Blake just stopped his own teammate from getting a victory and now he's going after Falcor Blake Tanner going after Falcor on the outside and they are just brawling into the damn crowd these two have an absolute fire lit under their asses and tips I think this goes beyond any war we could even have yeah, so that that goes to prove it. This is personal. That is that is a hundred percent personal right there. That's right. I mean, Blake Tanner and Falcor have both said this war does not mean a damn thing to them, and they just proved it. I mean, Falcor helping JWF, Blake helping JXT, they don't matter. This is personal. And look at this, our poor referee, Shibata, just screaming at him, trying to get it back. 
to the ring, getting him to calm down. But wait a minute. From behind him, he's distracted, and Gibbons goes for a low blow. Gibbons goes for a low blow, but Fietti catches it. Fietti catches it and punts him between the uprights with a low blow of his own. And he gets him up. Fietti gets him up for the food. Fight straight down onto the mat. Guy Fietti going for the pinfall. One, two, three. And Tibbs, just like that, the JWF champion with a big win over Gibbons ahead of their match. But you got to give a big assist to Falcor and Blake Tanner, keeping the referee distracted to get that victory. I suppose that's true, Sills. And I might, I, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and eat a little crow here. I said JXT might not be the most functional, but it looks like we've got a little bit of dysfunction over here in JWF, too. Well, I mean, that's right. I mean, we have heard from men like Blake Tanner who said this war does not matter to them. And we have heard from our tag team champions, the Rising Suns, who have said that this war doesn't need to happen. They want to unite JWF and JXT. And the way they intend to do that is in none other than a winner-take-all ladder match. They are going to be facing the tag team champions of JXT back in black. And whoever wins that match, they don't just walk out with one one set of belts they walk out with two very true so a very uh, unorthodox strategy an unorthodox challenge but if there's anybody that i believe can hold up to it it is going to be our team of the rising suns fomos on and the hammer man that's right. We prove who the real tag team champions are this Sunday at Crossing the Line. But for right now, the JXT tag team champions back in black are backstage right now with one of our top interviewers. So let's hear what they have to say ahead of this big match coming up. Let's have a listen. Hello, everybody. Honeypot McWaterboy here with the men who are going to be facing off against the JWF tag team champions, the Rising Suns. This Sunday, in a winner-take-all ladder match, the team of Jebeduk and Bakula, back in black. Now, boys, this Sunday, you will both whoa, be... Whoa, 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 honeypot, honeypot, I- I'm sorry, but what exactly do you think you're doing? I mean, I mean, these two boys, they were on their way to their gym, getting ready to train, clang and bang all through the afternoon to get ready for their match, and... And what, you're trying to stop that? I mean, who stooged you off on this? Was it was it Tibbs trying to get you to stop the real tag champs from getting their reps in? Or, oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Honeypot is just trying to do what Honeypot always does. And that is so that little seed of doubt in the head of my champion. Is that it? Is that what you're trying to do? Because that's what you always do. You pry and you pry and you make people doubt their abilities. Well, let me tell you right now, it ain't gonna work. What you're seeing here is pure tag team excellence. You're seeing two men, Bacula, a vicious technician who will more than happily drive your skull into the mat, and the Jebeduk, the face of JXT, a man that, let me remind you, took Momoa Curry to his limit in an Iron Man match. You are seeing two men that were trained by the greatest tag team in all of professional wrestling, Blake Tanner and myself. And this Sunday, it is the biggest match in the history of not just JWF, but JXT as well as both of our titles will be on the line. Two of the best tag teams in the industry today go toe-to-toe. And we're going to see who the true champions are. 
and I want my boys at 100%. So you are going to take your microphone, pack your bags, and drive away, and we're going to leave. And while you are on that long, long drive to go sit and cry alone while you watch Great British Bake Off in your shitty little apartment, why don't you start and think, honeypot? Why don't you think about what exactly you do when you interrupt the path of two legends like Back in Black? Well, Tim, strong words there from from Scotty Moore, but once again, we've said this whole time, this war seems less about JWF and JXT and more a war based entirely around Scotty Moore's ego, and that just came into play right there. Did not let his champion speak, decided to speak for them. I mean, that just shows the type of person Scotty Moore is. <laughs> you know what, Sills? I didn't see it until earlier today with our contract signing, but I am sure that here are a lot more cracks under the visage of Scotty Moore than he would like you to think there are, and this is a perfect example of it. That's right. I mean, last week we saw the length Scotty Moore will go to when he came out with a decimated Funky Flossie. Of course, Funky Flossie, a former member of Team JWF in that four-on-four match at Crossing the Line this Sunday. But, of course, we saw... Funky Flossie get absolutely beaten and broken down. His arms broken by the Nightmare, the man known as Gazi. Of course, one-fourth of Team JXT. And unfortunately, because of that, Funky Flossie is not medically cleared to compete. We don't know when Funky Flossie will be making a, his return to a JWF ring, but we do wish him all the success in his recovery. But... That does mean we are down one man when it comes to Team JWF. And, Tibbs, I know you've been talking to the boys. How have they been reacting to this news? Well, Sills, listen, if I'm going to come out and say it, I'm just going to come out and be truthful. There's not a lot. The morale's low, and they know they're going to be fighting a desperate battle. They know they're going to be fighting a desperate battle, but... There is one man out there that is leading the charge. There is one man backstage who is refusing to let the negativity get to them. And there is one man who will lead the JWF to victory. And he's going to come out here and speak right now. That's right. You can see him in the ring right now. Hollywood Hulcher, the captain of Team JWF, flanked on both sides by the VWO Griffin and Justin Clouds, who you know are no stranger to these big elimination-type matches. Oh, absolutely, Sills. With the VWO on his side, those boys, all three of them, they can get the job done. But they do need a little something-something extra. All right, well, why don't we hear what Hollywood Hulcher has to say? So... Last week, Scotty Moore aimed to stack the proverbial deck against old Team JWF back here. He had his little puppet, Gauzy, break one of our teammates' arms before dropping him directly on his skull out there on the ramp. Scotty Moore wanted to have all the odds in his favor when he went to war with us this Sunday. You know what? Scotty did exactly what he wanted. 
I'm not going to try to make up excuses or cast any aspirations here about Scotty Moore and the person he is because he showed you exactly what he's about last week. That is the real him. He did exactly what he wanted to do and he stacked the deck against us. But Scotty hasn't been paying attention. Because if there's one place where me and the two men behind me thrive, it's when the deck is stacked up against us. Scotty, you put me in an eight-man tournament, told me my life was on the line, and guess what? I thrived. Three years ago, you tried to kick the VWO out of this company for good, man, and when they returned, they thrived. Griffin Clouds thrived this year as the king of the Steel City when he was standing toe-to-toe against the man who is now the JWF champion. And you dare to think that stacking the deck against us is going to work this time? You dare think we aren't about to show up this Sunday with all the rallying fire that we can pull from out of our asses, Scotty Moore? Scotty, I know you. I know you think you're holding all the cards, and I... Oh, Tibbs, listen to that. The music of JXT. And look at this. Team JXT just rushing down to ringside. Look at that. There's Gazi, the man that broke Funky Flossie's arm. The undefeated Robert Hill and the team known as the Blockbusters, although surprisingly absent, is the Blockbusters manager, Lawrence Whitney. But I don't think they need him because they've got the ring covered on all four sides. (sighs) You know what, Sills? It's the same thing we've seen for the last few weeks. This is uh, this is exactly what Hulcher was talking about. And this is exactly what they're going to try to do tonight. But I don't think they're going to be that successful. That's right. You can see the BWO looking a little bit nervous. But Hollywood Hulcher, Hollywood Hulcher's face tells a different story. Hey, 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 uh, guys, hold up. I- I'm sorry. Uh, can, I, can I really just say this one thing? I- I'm really proud of it. I thought of it backstage. Okay, okay, hold on. So, Scotty Moore, you might hold all the cards, but uh, we still have an ace up our sleeve. <laughs> well, what in the world is Hollywood Hulcher talking about? Wait, wait a minute, the the lights have gone out. What the world? <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, that is music to my ears right now, and it is the music of none other than Chuck Tibbs, and Chuck Tibbs has returned! Chuck Tibbs has returned, and it looks like he is leading an all-out assault on Team JXT, and we have a war at ringside. This is insanity, Tibbs. <laughs> I told you, Sills. I told all of you. You give Chuck his time. You let him be alone, and he comes back more powerful than ever. That's right, and now you can see, look at that, Hollywood Hulcher just nails Robert Hill with a beautiful Skyliner, taking out the King of the Hill. Meanwhile, the VWO tag team and the Blockbusters, Team JWF is running wild. (laughs) This is what you didn't expect, Team JXT. I bet you didn't expect one fully cohesive unit, one army that is stronger together. That's right. Meanwhile, in the center of the ring, look at this. 
Chuck's grabbed Gazi. Chuck Tibbs has Gazi. And he lays him out with the D.D. Tibbs. And Hollywood Holter has proven tonight that Team JWF will not go down without a fight. And I think they just got one stronger with the man known as Chuck Tibbs. Love it. Well, Tibbs, that is going to be one hell of a match. Gazi, Robert Hill, and the Blockbusters take on Hollywood Hulcher, Chuck Tibbs, and the VWO. And as we've already seen, we're going to see Guy Fieri versus Chuck Gibbons. Falcor versus Blake Tanner. Back in black versus Hammerman and Fomosan. And of course, your match. Nautical Rules versus Scotty Moore. And if Scotty manages to sneak out that victory, he gets control of the JWF for the rest of the year. I'll tell you what, Sills. If there's going to be any time that Scotty Moore is going to be winning that type of match against me, it's going to be sneaking. That's right. In addition to that, we are going to have that eight-man Cananza match. No pinfalls, no submission, only knockouts, and the winner getting a shot at the JWF Championship. But there is one match we have not been talking about, and it is, of course, for the JXT Women's Championship. Scotty Moore earlier said we don't have women wrestling on the show. Well, they are going to be making their debut this Sunday, the first women's match in JWF history goes down as the JXT Women's Champion Emily Ireland defends her title against Phoenix Driver. But there's one monkey wrench involved, as he stated earlier. Emily Ireland, the wife of Scotty Moore, and you know Scotty is not going to be letting his wife get an L. Well, Sills, that's probably true, but there's not much I can do about that because, as Scotty Moore has said, he's the one that brought women's wrestling to the JWF, and he's going to be the one to prove how successful it is. That's by not interfering in the damn match. Well, if I know Scotty Moore, that's probably what's going to happen. But, of course, make sure to tune in this Sunday for that pay-per-view for Crossing the Line. Who will come out on top on the war between JXT and JWF? We find out this Sunday. But until then, remember to support the JWF by donating on Patreon.com slash a load of BS. You get access to tons of exclusive content, older episodes of JWF Monday Night War up there live. Tons of exclusive content awaits you at Patreon.com slash a load of BS. We would really love your support out here in the JWF. Let us know we're loved, because we need it. That is right, and pick up merch for your favorite JWF and JXT superstars at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. We've got designs for Chuck Tibbs. We got designs for Falcor, the Jebedoff. They've all got merch available at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But until this Sunday, he's been Captain Tibbs. I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition, and we will see you next time.